Hello, and welcome to the We Are Stanwood Camino podcast, where we dive into the trends and news affecting our real estate market while chatting with our amazing team of brokers. I'm your host, Marla Hegel, owner of Windermere Real Estate and market insights expert in Stanwood and Camino Island, where we're all in for you. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the We Are Stanwood Camino podcast. Today, I will be talking with Michael Borthwick. Michael has been our property manager here at Windermere for nine years. I'm so glad you're here today, Michael. Thank you, Marla. Thanks for having me. So before we get started, um, I have four questions for Michael. Before we get started, I'd like to share a few property management stats just to bring everybody up to speed. This is our first podcast talking about rentals and property management. So this is very exciting. Um, One stat uh, that Michael just told me a minute ago is that um, looking back over the last uh, several years, we have 75% market share in our um, community with rentals. Mm-hmm. And that's unheard of. Really awesome job with that. Yeah. Um, so as of today, the number of active listings for rent in Stanwood and Camino combined is three. Not very many. It's unbelievable. And I bet you have a lot more tenants than three looking oh, yeah. for a place yeah. uh, to rent right now. There's two in Stanwood, one on Camino. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, the average price of the rentals that have rented over the last year is just a little over $2,000 a month, mm-hmm. which again, you know, when you think of a rental in our area, you know, back several years ago, mm-hmm. you probably didn't have hardly anything yeah, over it's, 2000 it's crazy to think back. Or close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were 54 homes that rented in the Stanwood Camino market last year, 21 on um, in Stanwood and 33 on Camino. And those were on the market about 19 days mm-hmm. before they um, found a tenant. So mm-hmm. not very long at all. So, um, and the market's up 10% from this time last year. So, so those prices are up from last year, even 10%, the average uh, rental price. So interesting market to be in for sure. Yeah, it is. It's, um, difficult for tenants, you know, tenants are in a tough spot, you know, housing is in short supply. So, um, I really feel for people looking and I think it's, a lot of it's exacerbated by uh, over the last two years, the eviction moratorium, I think, has also caused less rentals to be on the market. You know, normal turnover that you would see is not there. So um, it's made for some interesting market conditions that we've never seen before. And um, so, um, you know, I think that uh, people just need to be really prepared when they're jumping in, you know, if, if it's you know, they've sold their house and they're looking for something to rent. Mm-hmm. They need to be uh, ready to go to jump into this market because it's something they've, they've never experienced before. Right, right. Well, that, that leads me to the first mm-hmm. official question is, what advice would you give to renters in today's market? And you're right, yeah. the renters today are all sorts of people, you know, people from all walks of life, people mm-hmm. who've sold their uh, waterfront home and are looking for something to buy, exactly. people, you know, so, yeah. so you're dealing with a large demographic. Um, what advice would you give? To yeah, them? I mean, it's all kinds of people. And especially out here, I think, you know, a lot of people are, are in this 
transitional period. They're, you know, maybe they've just sold their house or um, they've moved into the area because they're trying to get out of, you know, the densely populated areas. And so they're looking for something that affords them more opportunity to work from home. Um, and, you know, advice I would give to a tenant would just be, you know, take a breather. Don't get stressed out. Uh, be prepared. I think that uh, some people state that um, introduction letters, that you don't want to write an introduction letter. But I think that when you're uh, buying a house, it makes sense to not do that because, you know, you don't want any conflicts with that when it comes to, you know, fair housing and things like that. But when it comes to a tenant renting a home, the introduction letter, I think is pretty useful because it tells the landlord um, your you know, who you are, uh, the deficiencies that you might have as far as credit and, you know, income, how you're going to care for the home, your rental history. I think it's, you know, kind of important to be prepared, um, get the application right off the bat. Don't go into it not knowing how to get an application, contact the property manager to do that and uh, write an introduction letter. And one thing I would say is when you're a tenant and you're going in, and you're looking at a house, um, don't be afraid to be somewhat picky. Don't be afraid to, you know, state your concerns up front. Um, I think that a lot of times people, they have this idea in their head that, you know, I'm a tenant. I, 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 there, there's like five other people looking at this house. I don't want to be the person that's, you know, attention to all the little details and, you know, making my concerns known. But at least... For me, as a property manager, I, I see that as um, somebody who maybe is going to take better care of the house, you know, better attention to detail. I think that a lot of times people are afraid to, to make mm-hmm. the things known like, hey, I hear you what you're a, saying. paint a bedroom. Right, or, you know? because that's what buyers do, right? Buy, right. right? Especially right now in a buyer's mm-hmm. market or in a seller's market, they don't want to stir anything up. They'll, yeah. I'll take it as is. I'll take it as is. They don't want to so, rock the boat. But it's completely opposite, you're saying. Right. In a, in a tenant. Yeah. Um, landlord, situation. landlord or property manager, they, they want someone who's not going to, you know, not call you if the kitchen sink's been leaking six months, right. you know? So true. So asking those, well, I guess it's kind of like a job interview, you know, asking those questions, you know, as someone who's interviewing for a job, it doesn't hurt to say, you know, Hey, what are your policies on this? How, how do we, you know, overcome these obstacles? And for a tenant, it is kind of like a job interview mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and there's, you know, fair housing involved and all that other stuff that, you know, we have to be cautious when we're picking tenants, that we're being fair to people and we are fair to people. Um, but, uh, you know, as a tenant, I think that those are just some little things that I, I think of often like, hey, what would I do if I was jumping into the rental market? Right. You know, no, yeah. that's great advice. Really great. Uh, next question. What advice would you give to landlords in today's market? You know, I think um, one of the things that I often think about and I can't overstate is um, when you have a rental, you know, a lot of landlords, they necess- aren't necessarily in the p- position to do this. But when you have a rental, don't uh, rent something with you know, your fancy plants, like your bonsai trees and your, you know, you've got these fancy rhododendrons. And I mean, it's okay to do that, but um, I would just recommend if you have the opportunity to simplify the the rental, 
you know, especially if it's a long-term rental, if it's something where, you know, you need to rent it for a year or two years or something like that. And it's short term, that's one thing. But I would say if it's a long-term rental and your intention is for it to be an investment property, simplify everything. Try to simplify the appliances, simplify the landscaping, um, just make it so that uh, the tenant has an easier time maintaining that property um, so that they're not overwhelmed because um, you know, I have in the past rented very nice homes and you put a tenant in there and the tenant doesn't know what to do. They've got, you know, specific watering schedules for the trees. They've got, you know, you've got to do this, that, and the other. And tenants, they <laughs> just, the way it is today, and it totally makes sense, tenants, they want to move in and it's almost like a hotel. They want to move in. They want to kick their feet up at the end of the day. They don't want to go out and maintain those expensive you know, trees and plants and landscaping. And so if you are a landlord and you have that, just hire a landscaper to do that. I think mm-hmm. that would be the best thing, but that would be simplifying it. Right. So that, I think that'd be the main That's thing. That's really interesting. And, you know, we're landlords uh, with you. We have mm-hmm. two ma- managed yeah. properties yeah. Uh, with you, Michael. And uh, I'm happy that we do not have a bonsai or yeah. any no, other no bonsai trees. <laughs> That, that, that goes back to a specific experience I can think of. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great advice. Really, really good. But I, I have a few more points on that if you want me to. Oh, sure. Those other points. Yeah. Um, and I'll just go really quick. So I think um, probably one of the things that landlords often traps they get into is not thinking of their objective. So if your objective is a short-term rental, don't worry too much about the price. If it's a long-term rental, try not to overprice your your rental. You know, you can keep a longer term tenant. The cost will be a lot less. I think that, um, you know, if you're overpricing a listing and you're thinking of it as a long term rental, you're going to have that higher turnover. So if your objective is lower turnover, be a little bit below um, the rental market. And, you know, just focus on that objective. Don't get too caught up in in trying to hit the market all the time because it, it it'll come back to bite you. Tenants mm-hmm. are savvy. You know, they'll start looking around. Um, you know, the other thing about having a listing that's a little bit below market or at market is you are um, marketing to people that are more savvy, you know, tenants. I don't know if that's the right word, but people that have better credit, they have, you know, better jobs. Those are the kind of people that you want. But when you're overpricing a listing, oftentimes your marketing, you know, it's a pie. Your pie gets narrowed down to where you're only able to attract people that have bad credit. Uh, people that have been you know, rejected previously for other rentals. And so they know at that point, their only option is to rent an overpriced listing. So I've seen that a number of times. That's, Interesting. Yeah, that's probably one of the most important things to think about okay. from, from a landlord standpoint. Right. Is what's your objective? Long-term, short-term? Short, uh, short-term, don't worry about too much about price. Long-term, try to price it at or below you know, mm-hmm. the market. But I can help with that too if you talk yes, to me. Yes, I, I mean, speaking as a landlord, I mean, of course, everyone thinks their own properties are the best right. properties, you know, right. and me included. I remember mm-hmm. when we put our most recent one on with you, I thought, well, this is has all this stuff going for it. Yeah. And you gave me a price and I'm like, well, I'm sure we can get more than uh-huh. that. But I'm glad we ended up going with your sure. suggestion because sure. we did. Um, we got a great pool of candidates that we could then select from right. and um so it worked out real well cool. i'm very happy with good with who good. we have Glad to help. so um 
what value do you bring to a landlord or tenant as a local property manager, real estate agent? Um, you know, I, I think it can't be understated is that overstated is the, um, you know, local market I have a good understanding of. And it's very specific, you know, here in Stanwood and Camano, there's certain homes that you're going to get out here to manage or to rent that are going to be different than if you go north or south. So um, I do have a good understanding of that. And um, um, I'd also say that when you're um, on the market to look for an investment type property, that's one value I can really add is I get calls, you know, all the time. People are saying, hey, Michael, I'm looking at this home, this specific address. Can you look it up? And I quickly look it up for him. And, you know, I can pretty much now at this point, give you a, a rental assessment quickly mm-hmm. and sometimes without even looking at the property. Um, but I think I think that might be a huge value for a lot of people. I have a lot of clients that continue to reach back and, you know, asking for updates on, you know, hey, I've got this, you know, what do you think this would rent for? Um, I think, you know, knowing what homes to rent out and, uh, you know, for a long-term investment and what homes aren't good, Rental investments, you know, there's a lot of homes out there that, that um, you know, maybe it's overpriced or, you know, maybe it's uh, too complicated to rent out. So I think that those are some some things and experience picking tenants. You know, that's a really that's a really big one. I've been doing this for nine years now. And, um, you know, knock on wood, I uh, not to knock on this table here because it'll make noise here. But <laughs> I, I have not had any tenants that I've picked be evicted. So I'm pretty proud of that record. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to go through that process for sure. All right. Um, At the end of the day, last question, how do you define success? Well, I think uh, for me, um, stress often plays a lot into, you know, my success. And if you know, you can figure out whether, you know, whatever career you're in, I think that you can often be defined by, you know, how you handle stress, how uh, stress affects you and your interactions with people, you know, on your, you know, day-to-day work. You know, if, you, if you're if you burdened by stress, you've got to really figure out how to get rid of that stress. Um, and something I think that's helped me in my business and learning from people around me, like, you know, Ray Mueller and, you know, other people in this business is um, helping people just to help, not having any strings attached, you know, just being willing to go the extra mile and not expect anything in return. And it will, it'll come back to you, you mm-hmm. know, it just it has a way of coming back. Sure um, does. And you know, you can, it's not like you need to be taken advantage of. You can set boundaries for yourself, you know, personal boundaries that allow you to be more comfortable, you know, doing that. But, um, you know, I think it's, it's about being, you know, kind of open-handed in your relationships and your interactions with people. Um, just letting them come, let them go. You know, it's, it's, you know, being there for people, not having a, quid pro quo type mm-hmm. interactions where, hey, I'm going to do this for you, but right. you know, when are you going to sell your home with me? Or when are you going to, when am I going to rent your home? You know? I like how you said this the second time I've heard you say that open-handed 
relationship. I think the first time I botched it pretty bad. <laughs> no, I like, I get it both times. And I, I like that analogy because it, number one, it's visual. Like I'm watching yeah. you do that right here, mm-hmm. but um, it's just, it's so true in mm-hmm. business. If you know, you hold on to anything yeah. so tightly, it's just not going to be a healthy. And you get stressed out too. Yeah. You know, it affects your ability to deal with it, you know, but uh, real estate is, unique in a lot of senses because i think that we um we kind of we do that a lot you know we latch on to people we want to help them you know but then maybe they go rent with somebody else or go sell with somebody else you know and so you just gotta gotta wish them the best you gotta wish them the best and sometimes they just come back you know Mm -hmm. based on that interaction with you they go hey you know you were great you know to work with and you know we just had this other opportunity that came up but um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of been thinking about that lately. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up? Um, you know, I'm always here. I, I, I work there in Stanwood, right by the Bartels at the Stanwood Windermere office. And um, super excited about, you know, the rental market. I love investments. I, I just I, I think that's um, something that gets me really excited. So when people are new at it, and they don't understand how to do it, come talk to me. I'm, I'm always here. I'm always ready to help. So be, you know, certainly happy to talk to anyone interested in investing in uh, real estate or talking about the local rental market. Yep. That, and you're very good at what you do. We're thank super you. happy to have you on the team. Here. Yes. Thank you. So that, uh, Great. Uh, great conversation. Wonderful advice. Thank you again, Michael, for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, talking about property management. First time ever on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you listeners for tuning into the We Are Stanwood Camino podcast. Our team has sold over 10,000 homes since 2005. You can buy and sell and rent with confidence when you work <laughs> with us. And remember at Windermere, we are all in for you. <laughs>